Welcome to the Happy Nervous System Podcast. I'm your host, Kendra Delahook. What we know about mental health is rapidly changing, and I help you stay up to date on the major paradigm shifts. From dating to love to parenting, get ready to learn about your body, regulate your nervous system, and improve your life and relationships with ease. Let's jump in. Welcome back to the Happy Nervous System podcast brought to you by Roya. My name is Kendra Delahook. I'm so happy you're here. Today's episode is a follow-up conversation on last week's episode um, when I was talking with my mom when I had her on the podcast for the first time. <laughs> and honestly, anything related to discipline and parenting, it, I could talk about it for hours. So the episode that we recorded, we were coming up on an hour and I wanted to do a part two because I feel like it wasn't finished. There were a few examples that we didn't get to and I wasn't able to share some strategies and some ideas for parents who are ready to move away from more of a fear-based discipline process and who want to create more of a connection-based discipline parenting process. So that's what today is about. Help you make this transition at home with your little ones. Um, Because now we know research is really showing us that it matters. Parenting and disciplining from a place of connection changes children's brain development and impacts the way that their nervous system is and how it responds to relationship. So there's a direct correlation between how children are supported emotionally throughout childhood and the quality of relationships they start to develop and attract as adults. And this is why this work is so important and it's a really a really important part of the Happy Nervous System podcast. Uh, We will be talking about parenting on and off, um, but it's a really important pillar because it sets the foundation for children to really have a happy nervous system or to have a nervous system that can be trigger happy. Okay, let's get started. So last week we really were talking about the why behind spanking and why it's not an effective teaching tool and so today again I will be going over a real life example and this is actually an example that my mom was going to share last week but we ran out of time so I have her permission to share about this and um, in her upcoming book she also is pretty honest about a few other parenting moments where She felt like she missed the mark now, but back then she just didn't have the tools or the awareness that there was way, 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 way more going on than just behaviors, than the behaviors she saw my sisters and I have. So we will cover spanking, but again, um, this really applies to any fear-based discipline methods, and this includes timeouts. It includes threats, taking things away. Um, Sometimes it's grounding if you have adolescents. So 
I label anything as a fear-based discipline method if it's in the heat of the moment, if you're amped up as a parent, and if it's kind of a, a knee-jerk idea or reaction you have to a situation. So let's explore the example. My mom and dad and uh, I believe my siblings, we were all in the backyard and someone was recording a home video. So this is why we know this existed. Otherwise, I don't think anyone would remember that this happened. And it wasn't a terrible or traumatic situation. It was just I think an everyday moment of a family with with little ones. And there was, I am in the middle um, of two other sisters. So it was chaotic. There was three of us and it was a lot of energy. But we were all in the backyard and it's hard to see through the video, but I think my sisters kept taking something away from me or possibly invading my space which I'm a middle child, so anyone who's a middle child listening probably can relate that there's a lot of energy coming at us. And I think with any siblings, having your space invaded is very common. And it's not comfortable. It's not comfortable as an adult, and it's not comfortable as a child. And this is a huge, huge reason why so many young siblings fight is because of this invasion of a physical boundary, but then also emotionally. We'll, we'll get into siblings in a little bit. But basically, something happened repeatedly, and you could hear me getting louder and louder. I think I was around seven years old, and my voice kept raising, and I said, stop, stop, stop. And eventually, I yelled very loud, and I think I said stop or help or something. And right away, I think both my parents responded. And they yelled my name. They said, Kendra, it's never okay to yell. Time out. There may have been a few more words, but basically they were saying, it's not okay what you just did. Way too loud. And then they sent me to a timeout. So I want to talk about the old way of viewing things. And then I want to talk about the new way of viewing things with really important theories that we now know, including the polyvagal theory and why social connection is so important during these moments and why we should focus on that over-discipline. But just to finish the story, I was upset. I think I started to cry and I was just, I think I was sent to corner or part of the yard to, in quotes, think about what I did. So the old way of viewing things. So someone from an outsider perspective might just see that I did something inappropriate. I had, in quotes, a bad behavior. I yelled. And my parents wanted to teach me a lesson that yelling is wrong and it's inappropriate and I should ask for what I want in a calmer voice. And that would help me learn the lesson in the moment of not yelling to get what I want. So that's right. There's there's no harm in that perspective. And this is a model that I would say is the most popular way of viewing a behavior 
such as a child yelling or hitting or any kind of acting out. And unfortunately, this is the way that many professionals still see bad behaviors or behaviors that are inappropriate in children. But here is the new way of viewing things. I want to break it down why I was even yelling in the first place. And this is my best guess. Obviously, I don't remember this this memory. But I want you to hear that yelling and setting any kind of outward boundary, even if it's not socially appropriate, is an incredibly important stress response. That is an indicator that my sympathetic nervous system was activated. So my fight or flight, something happened where my body was telling me, this does not feel okay. I am continuing to be invaded and I need to take action. This was not a conscious process and as a child and, and children actually don't have the awareness that adults do to think about their actions like this. But my nervous system took over for me and led me to yelling. Yelling probably got my needs met. My sisters probably backed off. So talking about the why is really important because yelling was not just, in quotes, a bad behavior. It asserted a boundary. It helped my nervous system speak up. It helped completed the loop of probably a subtle shift of stress chemicals in my, in my little body. And it was saying to my sisters, this is not okay. So when I was punished for that, you can see and kind of hear when I start to cry that it sent my nervous system into an even higher level of distress. So I went from like a healthy activation of no, this doesn't feel good. And I set my boundary with a yell to an even higher level where I was tearful. I was upset and then I was alone. So I was, I was sent away from the family. So from my little nervous systems perspective, I got in trouble for something that was actually really healthy and felt really good to me yelling and I hate to say this but sometimes hitting or doing anything that helps our nervous system project its fear can actually feel good and can actually be healthy. I don't mean that hitting is healthy but our bodies are wise and they help us stay healthy and stay safe and that's why we have behaviors to protect ourselves. So this isn't to throw my parents under the bus. And again, we all watched the video and we talked about it and we were all sad. It was pretty sad to see just because we're all aware and more educated of what behaviors really mean. But I wanted to bring this up because it's a very relevant example of when we get it wrong and why discipline is not effective. I also want to mention, again, I don't remember, but I'm guessing that my little brain made a lot of meaning in that moment. So speaking my truth, holding firm boundaries, being loud when necessary, 
my brain probably began to associate those things with punishment or possibly shame. So this is another reason why discipline can actually be damaging emotionally for a child because they associate something that was healthy and uh, I don't want to say necessary, but something that their body really needed to do that in a very healthy way with getting in trouble. Now let's talk about what could have been going on in my parents' minds and bodies. And from what my mom shared with me, she, as soon as I yelled, um, she gasped, she felt embarrassment because she responded right away by saying, we do not yell. And then she said they were actually afraid we were disrupting our sweet neighbors that we had. And they were just sensitive that we have, you know, there was three little girls next door to them and they didn't want us to bother them, which is totally valid. And... I think that's another part of parenting that isn't discussed enough, the fear of just being judged, judgment from others. And this activated my parents' own fight or flight response, urging them to take immediate action so that this uncomfortable feeling that they were feeling would not happen again. So this leads us to a very important question, and that is, How often is spanking or discipline a response to the child versus to the parent's own discomfort or the parent's own stress response? Because guess what? When an adult is in fight or flight, our bodies take action as well. And we can actually be pretty flooded or even hijacked by our own nervous system. So do you see the irony here and do you see why there's so much more going on than simply a child acting out? It's a child and a parent's nervous system doing a dance together, trying to find resolution. This is a critical piece in changing the way you parent and teach children. And I know this is one of my mom's most important missions, and I'm so excited to jump on her train and help carry this out. Because most of the time, when we take extreme discipline measures as parents, we are in our own stress response. And as parents or caregivers or professionals. And this is why many parents feel guilty or wish they weren't so extreme, because they literally were not in their right mind. They were hijacked by stress chemicals. And I've worked with many, many parents who typically regret doing what they did. They just didn't know what else to do. And they were so stressed themselves. And here's where I want to say this is why parenting is so, so, so incredibly challenging, especially when our children struggle in public settings or others have to witness the struggle. Because it's not just our child involved, it's our own stress and it's our own nervous system that is doing a dance with our child. And when others are watching, it's so hard. It it really is. So let's get to strategy. What can parents do instead? And I want to bring us back to the example, and this is not to call out my parents even harder. They were happy to share this example. 
Um, but what could they have done? And what didn't they know was happening on a somatic level for me at the time? So ideally, they would have had awareness that their body just had this huge reaction, whatever they wanted to label it as. I don't know if it was shame, frustration, exhaustion, embarrassment, but they could have taken a deep breath, realizing that their bodies just launched into this reaction. And then maybe they could have remembered that I was a middle child constantly trying to get my voice heard. And this reflection, it's hard to do in the moment and you're not going to always, you know, get it right. But just trying to that, that deep breath helps us zoom out and pause. And then they could have walked over. And I always say narrating is a really, really important step before taking action. So saying something like, wow, Kendra, that was a loud yell. What's happening? So just mirroring back what happened, asking what happened, and trying to get some clarity. And then they could have strategized with me about how I could have asked for help earlier or how I could have set a a boundary differently next time before it gets that place of escalation. So then there's no shame or blame on the yell. You're not saying that what you did was wrong, but you're instead helping me build frustration tolerance and build social emotional skills by strategizing with me what happened. And this is a huge shift because then I don't make all this meaning about being heard or speaking up is a bad thing. I want to say that goal is never perfection. It's awareness. I say this to all the parents that I work with. Perfection is literally impossible with children. We're constantly in a dance, a back and forth dance, and we get it wrong so many times. But it's really about being aware of your own responses, and that helps you be aware of your children's responses. So let's get into some strategies. The first one, surprise, surprise, it's awareness. It's becoming aware. So noticing your own physical stress response to your child's behaviors or what they say to you is huge. This is everything. We cannot change something we are not aware of and getting to know your unique body's reaction or stress response is everything if you're ready to change the way that you discipline. Sometimes this happens unexpectedly and it's not even when our children act out, but maybe when it's when they say something rude or when they're not doing their homework or you don't feel like they're they're loving you enough or being respectful. So just start to notice, be curious about how your body responds to your child and remember that it's way more than the thoughts that you think or what's happening in your brain. A stress response involves the entire body and this is why we act out as well as adults. And once we are able to have compassion and able to recognize our own stress, it is 10 times easier to recognize and have compassion for our children. So we actually begin to realize that everyone in quotes, loses it 
not because we are bad people or not because you have a bad kid, but simply because we are human with a very smart survival system, our nervous system, that sometimes will respond on our behalf. When there is a threat, when there is a struggle, or just when something is not right. The second strategy is to begin to see bad behaviors through a new lens. And again, this is what my mom's work is all about. And she's taught me so much, so, so much about behaviors. But when you hear something your child says, or you see something they do as naughty, or maybe they're just not listening to you. Whatever it is, a very important question to ask yourself in that moment is what am I not seeing? What is invisible to me right now? Because those are the things that drive the behavior. Your child is not choosing to be bad. They're not choosing to be disrespectful. They're not choosing to be manipulative. Invisible factors are driving this behavior and nine times out of ten this is a behavior that is not a choice it's being driven by their nervous system so this process of asking what am i not seeing may lead you to remembering that your child had a poor night of sleep the night before they might be incredibly hangry and skipped a snack so it might just be a blood sugar drop or they could be adjusting maybe to guests that are staying over. There are so many factors that influence our mood and for children so tough because they can't yet put words to why they're stressed. We just see it through behaviors. And that's why this question is so important and why disciplining a behavior is not effective and can actually cause damage emotionally because the behavior is not connected to willpower or the personality of your child. It's connected to how their little body is doing. Finally, the last strategy for you to explore is related to your own, doing your own work. So start to ask yourself some questions and this is where it might be very, very useful to reach out to a therapist, especially to a somatic professional or somatic therapist who is trained in the body and and how the nervous system works. Asking yourself questions such as, how was I disciplined? Let me get real with myself for a moment on how my parents responded to my behaviors. Ask yourself, how were your parents withholding your own emotions, your own emotional experience? What do you wish your parents did differently? What felt good? What didn't feel good? Where did they miss the mark? These questions can be tough. They can bring up a lot. And if you love your parents or you have a good relationship with them now, this can be hard (laughs) because you don't want to put them in a negative light and you might want to protect the, the relationship you have and by revisiting these old memories, it could bring up some negative feelings. But remember that it doesn't have to change your current relationship. The purpose of asking these questions is to bring to surface your own invisible factors that 
drive the way you show up with your child, the way you discipline your child. So it's this is brave work. It takes courage. It takes some time and vulnerability, but it's very powerful and will help you get out of your own <laughs> bad behaviors or your own automatic ways of disciplining and showing up with your own children. And this is how we change outdated systems. This is how we change intergenerational um, family trauma. It's through this work. So it's really powerful. I hope this was helpful and this brought up some ideas for you. I would love, love, love to hear from you um, about what's landing. Give us a follow on Instagram at roya.wellness, R-O-Y-A dot wellness. Um, and you can also visit, visit us at royawellness.com for more on this episode and to check out our latest courses. If this spoke to you and you are listening on Apple Podcasts, I would love if you wrote a review just so we can reach more and more people and change the way we talk about mental health and especially discipline. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next week.